Hello and welcome to Line Check with Jack and Fee. I'm Jack. And I'm Fiona Liddell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one, two, one, two, one, two. Yeah. I think we're live. The song you heard in the intro this week was Screen Time from my live stream album, The Lockdown Sessions, which were released during the COVID-19 pandemic, which is the main subject of discussion today, sort of just how lockdowns affected us, anything new we've found that we like doing during lockdown, how isolation's affected our mental health, and how we've dealt with the lack of gigs and any solutions we've come up to to keep performing music despite it being illegal, I guess. <laughs> So that's the subjects up for discussion. I'm going to say debate. We're not going to debate it. We're just going to chat about it. Up for discussion today on Line Check. So off we go. One, two, three. Mm. Uh, THX. It's in the game. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Everyone, EA was good. Oh, come on, guys. Oh, you want anyway, to play the really game? About... That'll be an extra £70 DLC. <laughs> oh no, you want to win the game? That's another £100 DLC. <laughs> you want to play as anyway. any character? Um. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about video games actually, to be fair, because that's something I've found yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of True. time for during lockdown, funnily enough. First of all, uh, we should sort of, I guess, preface it a bit by saying that we are professional musicians and COVID has obviously put our careers on a bit of a hiatus since live music and performance isn't allowed in Scotland right now, for good reason, I would say. Um, Jackie may feel differently, maybe like... I could take on the germs, but I think that's probably a good idea that we're not performing live right now. I do miss it a lot. I don't know about you. Live music has ruined my life. I'm 31 <laughs> years old. <laughs> Having lived in this constituency for 31 years. Live music's the um, best. No, I, I agree. It's definitely for the best that live music isn't happening, but it's it just kind of seems unfortunate that it's the industry that was first out and will be last back in. So I think it's yep. it's taking a heavy toll on almost everyone in the entertainment industry, and it's it really is. Yeah, it it seems like the support systems in place, um, in personal experience, are being hung up and bled like bled empty by the Tory government. Um, Pretty much, so. we're non-essential, I believe, or like we're not we're not a skilled. I think it was something to do with like being working in the arts is not a required or not a skilled uh, job, so it doesn't Well, count fine, for. but like I feel unskilled enough on most days. You don't need to tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to be leading me. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, everyone's in pretty much the the sort of weaker day we're recording this. Um, I don't know about you, but my Facebook feed is mainly filled with people talking about um, just like you know the whole we make art thing and um, hmm. saving the arts to do with the fact that they're not really getting any kind of help when you compare it to well how much the Tory government's helping themselves really um, sorry is this a Callum Baird podcast what <laughs> this sorry Cal um, yeah it's basically people posting about how the arts and venues and musicians and event people in general are not really getting enough support by the government and we need more if we want to come out of this pandemic on the other side with an industry still left to work in and to thrive in um, and that's kind of where we're at just now with yeah I saw I saw a report um, doing the rounds saying that mm -hmm. after after a basic poll that's been run obviously there's no r real way of showing how extensive 
a reflection of the numbers this is, but apparently up to a third of the people, or the tagline says at least, um, that are in music professionally right now are considering quitting. Yeah, I saw that too, and that's pretty distressing. Um, yeah. But it also makes a lot of sense because you were, we were talking about this the other day, the, like with your, because Universal Credit, we're both on it just now because it's just helping. We lost all of our weddings, basically, and, mm-hmm. all, and all of our live gigs. So we went to Universal Credit to sort of give us a, a bit of uh, help making up the difference in the wages we fully expected, not wages, the money we fully expected to earn in that time, and then we ended up not being able to. Um, and you had a call with your guy the other day saying, you know, you could go get another job. So it's, we're at that point now where it feels like, how long can you keep saying you're a musician and you're, you know, professional and stuff? Yeah. Because it's just, there's just a serious lack of, of money to be made, obviously, right now with it. And mm. people are being encouraged to get other jobs, um, which is horrifically sad. Um, but it does make sense for the time. And I get the sense of giving up, like, of course I do. <laughs> yeah, I think the industry... What's like, the, the point right now? The change in it as well is it's not just that there's no money to be made. It feels like the the industry in, in its whole is essentially being halted, even recreationally. You know, there's, yeah. there's no real platform to go out and collaborate unless you can do it all remotely in a studio that you've, you know, built over, yeah, over years and years. Yeah, or yeah. It's, it's and we know jamming the, online, like through video chats, is is just impossible. The oh yeah, yeah. Like you'd think extreme. with with all the technological advances, <laughs> Sky would be better at providing me a decent Wi-Fi. Come on, Sky. <laughs> Come on, Sky. This, this podcast sponsored by Sky. No, it's not. <laughs> and my Casper um, and my Undies and my Squarespace <laughs> Jeff and <Bezos>. Cash App, <laughs> but not Rishi Sunak. Oh, um, no, 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 no. He would never sponsor us. Something at this point. Um, yeah. What were we on about there? Ha ha. Yeah, uh, recreationally. It's, from my point of view, because I'm in a a lot of teaching forums, I also teach music online, that's what we've been doing for like the last, however many months it's been since March, I can't think of it. Um, And I've mainly been doing online teaching and there's always been, every week there's like a bit, or every couple of weeks there's a bit where people are like, oh, you can teach in person again if you follow these 12 steps to like sanitizing your entire place of, of lessons or yeah or you do it outside that kind of thing but then there's confusion as well with it. you can't sing outside or you can't sing in a public space so it just feels safer to stay online teaching and yeah, we course. can still we can still all go practice this is the funny thing i think with practicing music everyone's got time now to do it are, are we <laughs> <laughs> when there's nothing else standing in the way how, i will how find something else i'm pretty sure the sink needs to be cleaned Exactly. Like the thing needs to be cleaned. Got to do with finances. Got to do with taxes. Oh, practicing? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> it's a little too I'm much too for busy. me. <laughs> it's too busy a day for practicing today. I think that's quite a funny fact. But I will say, my students um, who are playing violin or singing, they've improved a lot because mm. I think because they can't go out and see their mates, so they can't go out to dinner, they can't do any of the stuff they usually do. At night of the weekends, they're getting much more practice hours in because they just want they want to use this time to get better at the thing they're doing that they find you know pleasure in, the hobby they find pleasure in, so they're getting better. Professional musicians, musicians though, I think, are just... Yeah, the third people have just given up. It's, yeah, it's, it's a really difficult really. time because it seems like... It sounds harsh to say... You know that 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 you just give up, but it's given Mm. the climate and you know the leadership and 
and records of how the leadership of this country has been for like the last X amount of years. You know, we've had was it ten years of a Tory government, and like longer than that thing at this point, yeah. Um, and and it's like, well, well, of course, like, of course, people are quitting. The alternative is not being offered. You know that we, we yeah, can. Yeah, there is no alternative. When, There's no light at the end of the tunnel either. We don't have a way out yet. And that's for many yeah. reasons, not just the government. That's because of pandemic stuff. But yeah, but at when a when point, the it's just like how much can you take of of this of this hiatus that you did exactly for. it's it's a situation where i suppose only those who already have somewhat the means to help themselves can survive which is kind of you know the arts as as inclusive and as interesting and diverse an industry it is it kind of feels like it's one of these it's one of these ladders that you have to start at the bottom unless you have essentially like enough money or or a safety net to just jump in where you want because everyone has to start at the bottom in terms yeah. of in terms of um performance and you know getting to know your craft and going around venue uh, venues starting with open mics um, building an audience building an audience and that can and it's like starting a business i suppose for the first couple of years yeah. you will not even break you even. don't get paid for no no you, 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 you have to you know, <laughs> practice your craft spend a lot of time honing your skills go out and perform only once you you feel ready for free and and it's yeah. it's a it's a difficult duality i find especially prevalent in in the edinburgh fringe when it happens yes um well edinburgh in general i say music scene wise there's so many open mics and of course it's a great thing because of the reasons you just said it's a chance mm. to hone your, hone your craft when you feel comfortable and get experience performing but the problem with yeah as you say the edinburgh fringe and open mic scenes in general is the lack of financial um like paid gigs recompense paid gigs basically there's not any paid gigs really paid gigs in edinburgh are the cover gigs which is what you and i do again outside of the pandemic we do cover gigs and we get paid for them original gigs when we get an original gig that we're paid for we are over the moon i know like it's wild we're so unbelievably excited to be able to play a paid like we did that gig in not crathy um no it was near Strathairn, is that what it yeah, was? Strathern the art space. space. Yeah. And that was just an incredible an incredible night first of all. People were actually just sitting listening to us and like happy to listen to original songs. And that we was met beautiful. Big Finn Paul, which was brilliant as well. Yeah. <laughs> um but that was again a very a very rare thing. Hair sta- hair stains as well. Yeah. That mini yeah, festival. That, I got an, I got a notification saying that was two years ago. <gasps> that was right. one of my favourite gigs. Because we we got to see Gecko Head. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what their name is now. What is their name now? They've changed their name like three times. I think they have. Still the best band in the world. I, don't, I, I love them. Still the best band in the world. Best. I love them so much. Best guys. <laughs> They're um, so good. They really made our day. They played loads of like uh, Red Hot Chili Pepper covers, uh, and Blur like Blink covers, Blink One Eight Two. Blink One Eight Two. Yeah. Yes. I think they may have done a Green Day. I don't remember exactly. It was again. It was two years ago. But oh, we just had so cool. much fun just sitting in the sun, just watching these young guys just play really like. Ugh technically really good covers of these songs and we were like yes and they were all like 15 and their plays music were like yeah they're 15 and they're better than us so (laughs) yeah Um, it's fine it's fine I'm upset about it yeah I know I don't have a poster of them on my wall that haunts me while I sleep (laughs) (laughs) you should get one I know if they had some Um, sorry going back to the open mic thing open mics are super useful for um, yeah honing your craft and uh, practicing just performing your stuff live and everything and um, the issue with it is that it often serves the people running it much more than the artists in terms of money and stuff like you can get free pay for performing 
that's fine. If, and again, if you accept the terms of it, you can't really complain about it. If oh, yeah, like it's, it's, it's a great like. entry platform, but I think the main problem is yeah. if, say, you're looking to do music seriously and you like to be able where do, to where do you go from there yeah to, to be able to afford yourself the amount of time and focus and dedication to go out and try and start gigging frequently enough that that can be you know your your income and that can be your bread and butter in your career you need to already be in a position where you're financially stable right because yeah because you can't yeah, so. you make basically no money from doing original gigs or doing open mics and it's, it's great if it's a lot more of a communal sense and you get to know your scene and a lot of people it's playing it's so nice like oh i love it yeah. I'm, I'm not at all it's really supportive uh, like yeah I'm, I'm glad that it's there but if you're trying to start professionally there are a lot of rungs on that ladder that you have to climb before you're able to yeah start making money unless you go straight into covers i think which is yeah I which think is that's the, the, the real thing. the real downside and that was how we were able to you know pay rent before yeah. before the pandemic and now here we are so what we're really saying is thank god live gigs are gone because they were terrible <laughs> <laughs> not at all didn't pay us any money no that's not what we're saying but um, in terms of the Edinburgh music scene if it I'm sure it will like I know we're talking doom and gloom about like the industry falling to its knees and possibly not existing after the fact but I think there's something to be said about the fact that live music can't ever really die even with all the stuff put yeah in I think there will always be people it's part of human culture you know. Yeah, there will always be performers. There will always be people that enjoy music. I think it's yeah. We're just in a time where the industry, not but not for the industry's sake, but the you know the the financial elements of the industry, the uncertainty of it all, and the current leadership is punishing those who have invested heavily in it. Yeah, your whole if you're dedicated your whole life or your whole you your career is to be a musician. It seems like everything's kind of up against you right now. Yeah. So a third of people giving up makes a lot of sense. It makes sense. Um, sadly, it makes a lot of sense. <sighs> bum, 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 bum. <laughs> <laughs> Get out oh, of there. Um, my old friend. Um, so let's go to let's go to talking about um, what we've done in terms of gigging online. I think that'd be something that's hmm. uh, a good thing to talk about. Loads of oh, pretty much I can't think of a single musician that I know who hasn't done a live stream at this point. <laughs> PayPal <some> me. <laughs> PayPal PayPal me. Honestly, right? Okay, so Sam and I did that live stream uh, gig back in the start of July, uh, and that became the lockdown session of the album. And we just had a PayPal link in the top thing, and I think it was probably my best paying gig of like the last 12 months it was every just every, people's generosity at, at, at that gig was just extraordinary um and i'm really thankful for people who just you know chucked us a fiver but it all adds up to like hmm. yeah i think probably my best paid gig in a while obviously since the pandemic went down um yeah. and yeah it just felt very nice to get paid to do as we were saying before our our original stuff hmm. um i, I think, think for a first live stream that went pretty damn well yeah i think <laughs> if anything if anything, the the live stream nature of mm-hmm. you know of the industry now and how we've been able to move everything online um, fairly swiftly, and now this is the new norm, yep. right? Um, I think it's really highlighted within you know we've at adapted. least creative circles um, just how human and generous everyone is, and how we all are aware that we need to support the arts, or they'll or they'll die off. So I think no there's problem. a lot of oh, yeah. people, even 
you know not musicians themselves that that see that and want to be able to support people that they know are going through a hard time and that's a really beautiful thing yeah. i think the problem as is as i said a few times everybody's aunties and grannies <laughs> and you know uncles they're single-handedly saving the music industry right now via these live streams they really are via they really are via paypal and all that stuff they're the people keeping us afloat totally which is lovely and very generous my my only concern is if everyone is posting you know we're all we're all part of these facebook groups that are yeah you know specifically geared towards um other musicians really yeah to like be honest. specifically geared towards creating a scene but almost yeah. everyone just posts their own stuff and then it feels like yeah. it feels like there's no real yeah. response because everyone then use it uses it as an outlet and everyone's just plugging their own stuff into the void because no one actually goes there themselves only so as the artist music, yeah I've, I've said this before it's a circle jerk without the jerk part it's just a, yeah it's, a, it's either a circle or a jerk just basically no one's getting anything back from just shouting into this void of yeah and i think should be theoretically supporting each other and commenting or just say just even just saying you like the video just something like that and i don't mm. know why it feels I think there's a lot to be said with like how competitive musicians are and how they're going to compare themselves to other people. So maybe people just don't. Oh, I fall down that hole themselves off all from people. the time. Yeah, from other musicians. So if you watch someone's video and you really like it, you're like, oh damn, why am I doing something as cool as that? I can't make you fall down to this like yeah. hole. So maybe people in these groups, like I don't know, avoid it because they're worried about that, or maybe there's, some, there's something there that's like a block between musicians and listening to other musicians' music. <laughs> I think I don't as, quite know what it is. I think as well as the issue of comparing yourself in an artistic sense, I think as well, if if you're posting your music and your craft and you say you're doing a live stream of originals or covers even, uh, and, you've, mm-hmm. and you're asking for donations, you've got a digital tip jar. Yeah. If most of the people watching it are musicians, then that's already the problem, you know? Because, sure, you can tip your friend and go... They're, yeah. they're out there they're putting in some work and i really appreciate that they're they're still polishing their craft and trying to work yeah. within these restrictions but if you're also I'll tip a them a fiver, but then you're out of fiverr yeah. if you're already struggling yeah, of your you know? own tip jar yeah and it kind of goes back to that point i was trying to make earlier of like if you if you have a safety net in the arts you're already so much further up the Fair ladder off. you know mm-hmm. like if then you can't yeah you can't be in a serious dangerous position with the lack of gigs mm. and then also just dig deep into your pockets and give your mate a tenner when he's when he's yeah. doing the live stream because the problem is we all need it right yeah we all need it that's the problem you're just passing around tip money basically i've made yeah. that joke a few times of like money i got from my live stream i just give to uh, somebody else who's doing a live stream mm. it just does, does the rounds i hope which is still something you know it's still supporting yeah. other musicians and that kind of thing the whole covers gig though thing just to move on briefly uh with facebook there was some hullabaloo last week about facebook bringing in a new some new legislation about banning um musicians pages or ban pages for i think i might be getting this wrong i think it's only for songs that you don't own so any uh, non-original it could be with material. djs you know doing like like carl yeah, cox has been streams. doing a lot of live streams i've really enjoyed them i've loved oh, yeah, the dj live streams they're really fun they got lights and stuff they got like cats running around the background it's great it's, it is great yeah, it i think like, like i can understand it being more of an issue royalty wise for yeah you know, going unchecked so that the actual yeah. artists being played aren't getting their share and i get that but it kind of uh-huh. when 
when Facebook started introducing, I think within these articles, that they also then have the right to block or delete your page for doing that. Yes, it really feels like a quite dangerous. a scare tactic. Um, yeah, and it's, uh, it's like it does. imagine imagine being Mark Zuckerberg already getting done for you know like gross negligence, not paying any tax with with you know, like tax well, paying or paying very limited tax or yeah. um. You know the, the the big scandal about data, um, data protection, yeah. um, and just being able to you know reach into your wallet and go, yeah, here's 180 million pounds. That's fine. I'll just pay it off. And then when you yeah. have an unprecedented, I hate the word unprecedented. It's been so overused. But when you have a situation like this, <laughs> where so many people rely on your service and are actively driving driving users to click on videos and watch something on your service a cost essentially to them because they're working through no cost to mm -hmm. you to shut them down when you're essentially yeah. the only thing that could be you know providing a little bit of support for their yeah. entire industry i don't quite understand it's it. kind of indefensible yeah i maybe. get that there might be some kind of legal reason behind using other people's material whatever else but <sighs> There's some, there should be something legal against using people's data to sell to companies to sell yeah. them stuff. There should be something against that. Well, there probably we're... is, and he's just ignoring that. So <laughs> no, there probably isn't. We um, all signed. Yeah, I agree to these terms. <laughs> I agree to these terms and conditions. Now you're part of ISIS. Um, <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> oh, we've got dear. your numbers. We should have gone for, oh dear, as the name of the podcast. That's probably been taken as well. Sorry, yeah. we should mention as well. In the last podcast, we we're talking about like name choosing and stuff. All the names we suggested are already taken by much bigger and better podcasts. Because so everyone and their check. ducks got a podcast. Exactly, and now we do too. Um, so we've gone with line checks. We couldn't find anybody who had anything close to that. So please pay <laughs> so PayPal us some money. PayPal is Um No, this podcast is probably going to be free. I'll we'll maybe get like a Patreon at some point, but for now, free. It's fine. Thank you for um, just being we'll here. A T-shirt made up. Yeah, thank you for being here and sharing our rants about Facebook. They clearly don't value it very well. Well, they've already got all the money in the world, so they don't need us. They don't need me singing, yeah. you know, Bad Moon <laughs> Rising. <laughs> oh, I will say, like, I feel like years of open mics and years of just gigging or like going to these things around Edinburgh has made me absolutely despise Bad Moon Rising. I'm, it's a good song. Is I it? I hate it. <laughs> There's a bathroom on the right. I hate the one that's like, is that what the, oh, is it a bathroom on the right? There's a bad moon on the rise. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it so much. I know it so well. Um, I also don't like, I hear the train coming. It's, it's rolling around the band. I lay my head. I don't like that song either. Again, oh, I'm stuck in insert covered. Edinburgh venue and time keeps hey! dragging on. Hey, he made it no about one. us. <laughs> No one's heard that before. Not bad people <laughs> cover it. I've just heard a lot of people cover it and it's just made it go in my head. I just can't listen yeah. to it anymore at all. It's a good song. Yeah. Again, good song. Good oh, yeah, choice it's a, it's for a, a cover. Song. But everyone's done it. <laughs> yeah. Can't be bothered anymore. Um, right. I want to move on to any like hobbies or any extra things you've sort of found whilst being in lockdown like anything that you have wanted to do for a while and have found time to or something completely um like new that you were expecting. I've actually been Anything like that. I've been enjoying um, eating food a lot more, <laughs> um, which trying to do Cooking? a bit of yoga and try and stay a little active because Ooh, for nice. me, I want to start yoga as well. The yeah. world where well, you have nothing but time, Fiona. Uh, I've also been very much enjoying 
um, playing video games. Um, hey, there we go! Yeah, I'm, a, I'm an absolute completionist, games. so I've been going through and yes. trying to complete a whole bunch of games. I've, I'm so happy that you played Persona Five. I have logged fully a disgusting amount of hours into Persona Five. <laughs> it's so I've completed good. every single it's thing amazing. about the game, completed it twice, including like, on the hardest it. difficulty. Oh, it's what? Brilliant. Okay, this is where we differ as gamers. I'm here Platinum. for like the story and some challenges. That's fine. Platinum's a good job. And like, I like the I like a challenge in Metal. That's all fine. I like the story and I need a bit of a break before I go back to doing the whole thing again. Whereas I think you just went, cool, finished it. I finished Time it, to it and do it again. started it immediately again. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm currently uh, very close to Platinuming The Witcher 3. And um, Oh, I'm, wow. I forgot about Witcher 3 as well. Gosh, oh, God, that yeah, is extensive. That That's I'm, huge. I think tonight I might game. do a new game plus and start it on Death March difficulty oh because... God. I hate myself, <laughs> and I, have, I clearly oh, shouldn't bad. be practicing. So bad. <laughs> I'm having a terrible time with these things, like video games and reading and all this stuff. It's like I'm, I'm starting things, I'm starting video games, and then I'm just putting them down, and I'm just walking away, which never happened before isolation, because like with, I think what the last big games I played, oh, before the pandemic was a big game. I played um, Final Fantasy, Disco Elysium. Oh, Final Fantasy as well. Disco Elysium, I think I played during the pandemic and I finished that one. Um, Disco Elysium is, you play like a, an old drunk detective, basically, wandering around this weird seaside kind of um, Lovecraftian town place where there's been a murder and you're just trying to solve it. And it's, it's very like D&D or like role play games where like a lot of your choices are based on uh, die rolls and like your stats and stuff. Um, and there's it's just like a big book because there's so much text in it. And I think I told you about it because like Sam and I tried playing it together mm-hmm. um, and we we ended up not being able to because I was just reading it quite quickly and Sam was like, ah, like, I don't know what's going on. You're going too quickly through it. Um, so I finished that one. And then before the pandemic, Final Fantasy, I forgot about Final Fantasy actually. I played the remaster of that, which I was... Oh, sorry, I forgot my key phrase. I found out it wasn't for me. <laughs> Let's go with that. I love Final Fantasy the original. I really enjoyed that. And I got to it super late. I, went, I think, I don't know when it was actually properly released, to be honest, but I played it only like last year, I think, and I'm just in preparation for the, re- the remaster coming out. Um, played the remaster. Had a breakdown. Didn't want to play it again. <laughs> you showed me there was a clip of yeah. Cloud doing like a quick time event oh. dance. In yes, and I'm not at the time. I found that really funny. Neil didn't find it funny at all. He was actually properly angry. They put that in the game. He was furious. And at the time, I thought it was funny as well. And then I sort of look back on it. And I think, hi on, almost all of this game is full of arbitrary side mission nonsense that I don't care about. They could have done a bit longer of the actual storyline because we because then Sam played the original Final Fantasy for a bit and he got to the end of the, the so the Final Fantasy remake. It took me 20 hours around about that to complete something like that. And then playing the original game, the storyline I think took Sam about half an hour and he'd completed the that amount the storyline because that's how much stuff is stuffed into the remaster. Wow. That I didn't really appreciate. I enjoyed the majority of it, but a lot of it felt just like Padding. Pointless. I didn't like yeah. that. For a 50 quid game, I got a third of a game, and that's being very generous. I didn't even get a third, a fifth of the game, the mm. real game, <laughs> the original game. So I was not happy about that. I think that maybe put me in a bad mood because I've tried to play a lot of games since then, and I've just not completed them at all. I've just put them aside. That's which fair. Is annoying because I, yeah. I've know. been trying go back to I've, reading. I've been trying to read a bit more. Um, I've been yeah. finding a lot of interest in 
physiotherapy and like just like muscular anatomy, um, which has been like. Was this quite- Reese Gilchrist recommending some? Yeah, yeah. Stuff for you? Um, our friend Reese Gilchrist, who's a fantastic jazz guitarist based in Edinburgh as well, um, he put me onto a book called um, Anatomy of a Guitarist, I think, um, or a paraphrase of that, um, and it's all about, I suppose, like really understanding how holistic and connected your body is muscularly and the effect that it has you know good and bad practice um whilst playing guitar and ways of bettering yourself i suppose so i've been quite interested in getting into that and finding it really quite cathartic but i i often get saturated yeah. when i try to read and just get sleepy so <laughs> sleepy. back to the That's back the to the blue screen i have with because my husband and Neil have been getting really into audiobooks and they were before the pandemic as well. I can't really... I've tried doing audiobooks before and I know they're super useful if you're just walking around. Don't you just hate listening to podcasts? No! <laughs> That's the thing. This is the weird thing. I really like podcasts, Lizzie. I listen to loads of podcasts. Like Adam Box's podcast, I listen to all the time when I'm doing anything. Um, Off-menu podcasts I also really like. And there's a John Ronson one that I listen to, a Lou Through one. I listen to loads of podcasts where it's just... I listen to those podcasts where it's just two people chatting. And I can listen to that and hmm. pay attention and it's fine. If it's like a book or a story for some reason I think it goes back to like being read stories as a kid I just fall asleep and I get very sleepy very quickly and then you wake up and you have to go back like three chapters so what's the point whereas if you fall asleep reading a physical book you drop it and you sort of remember the last sentence you're like oh there we go and you carry on and I just find it I also find audiobooks a little bit slow I prefer reading because it's a little bit faster for me whereas like how do you read actually because Neil and Sam say they read it and they in their head they can they have they do like voices and stuff for people and they read the narration out in a certain voice. I definitely don't, but I want to see how you how do you read books? Do you have a voice in your head or is it just the words going in and you're understanding them? I think like it's boring. usually <laughs> if I if I pay attention to it, it usually becomes my voice, but it depends uh-huh. on you because know, I can I can narcissist. <laughs> no, it's more self hatred. Um <laughs> Because then I always have something to be critical. That voice man. I was thinking we could go on holiday, like catch some rays, like <laughs> hey. that voice. Man. It's like locking the stable door after the horses bolt it, like hey. Hey, start hey. building the house for the roof, hey. <laughs> um, Big Dave over the hill coming in there. Nice. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. It's, your own voice. If you it's usually my voice, but it, I can very easily, you know, if you see like a meme or a quote or like a caption. Yeah. You can I immediately read it in the character's voice that you associate it with, right? <gasps> really? Well, yeah. it's a Simpsons meme, I guess you do. Oh, well, I don't, something I, like that, I, or like, I, you know, always sunny or whatever. If I really, yeah, if I really think about it, then yeah, if I concentrate on like, right, I'm going to put a voice to this, I can do that. But my natural response is just to read them and understand them. I don't put any like audio track in my head of anything. Fair. Um, so it's interesting. Um, mm. Like different people reading styles and how they take information. Do you know those people in the world who. If you told them to like imagine a red apple, they couldn't do it. I think they I can't visualize things. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I remember um, reading that some people's, I suppose, like in a monologue or in a conscience, um, uh-huh. is less sort of, I suppose, vocal and more visual or written. So, like in, yeah, instead of instead of. Well thinking something to yourself you would think the words and see them inside your head instead of hearing the voice yeah and that's, that's a really interesting well, yeah. difference wild 
we're really putting the world to right here um here on here on line check check. with jack and fee (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna look up quickly like can't see images in my <laughs> I just want to know what it's called. Can't so we see can images. How do I Here log out of Facebook? <laughs> Aphantasia. So it's called Ooh. that. People who can't like visualize something. And I think it's really interesting. And it's always when it comes up, because yes, it comes up on Reddit a fair few times, and that's where I get most of my information. <laughs> most of my facts. Oh dear. Oh dear. Please don't um, talk about the right. There, it's usually a TIL post or today I learned it's like some people can't see things in their mind if you tell them to imagine like a cardboard box they can't visualise it and then it's a thread of people discovering that they have this thing and they're like Whoa. oh I didn't realise that was something I needed to look at and it's yeah it's interesting to see people like have to have these massive realisations about their own mind that they didn't know before because nobody had talked about how they think about things before. yeah that's wild it's just interesting it's that and there was one about um uh, like synesthesia as well people thinking that you know everyone heard colours when they listen to music and I mm. personally can't but I know you do yeah you well, you with do. my own music at least we <laughs> <laughs> believe that you claim to see colours when you play music which is fine and in the end isn't that really what music's about the colours we made along the way synesthesia <laughs> <laughs> is an interesting thing because I, I don't really get that sense at all like I can it's not. It's not like a very strong sensation. I would never hear a note and think that's a color. I'd never do that. I just hear the note and go, "That's that's that note." It for me, I've it's got relative less pitch, but it's not really the same thing. For me, it's less about the notes or like individual melodies, and more about mm-hmm. the general, usually key of a song or like when it, it might. It might be oh, less yeah, about yeah. what I hear from other people and more about how I see the guitar or the fretboard myself like different chords and different positions have different colors and hints of color like for example to me um b is light mm-hmm. blue d is dark right, major blue. or minor though major um, or minor. it's usually <laughs> or m7 it's, augmented it's that's the thing the more you add to it the here. more the more different uh the more it adds little hints of color but in general right b is light blue for me which is why like fabric is mm-hmm. in like fabric's a single of mine if you haven't heard of it um and we did a piece of film to it as well um and the main color scheme across that is light blue um it was teal right. yeah well, well you say tomato <laughs> i say light blue um light blue. <laughs> and, and uh, that's in light blue because for me b minor is light blue um a lot of the color schemes with the artwork as well for retail mm-hmm. the single i released it's after that it's in c sharp minor so it's kind of pinkish red uh oh. an upcoming single that we've that we've got um called jigsaw, jigsaw? that should be out soon yeah um that's dark green because it's a minor mm-hmm. and I, I like sort of connecting it visually as well with as just videos yeah so it it feels like how i see it um mm-hmm. which is which is fun but it you know i'm not at all claiming that it gives me any form of you know better taste or superpower (laughs) yeah it's how i see it but it doesn't mean it's necessarily anything particularly musical it's just my my way of processing it yeah that's fair yeah I just think it's interesting. So yeah, I I, I see absolutely nothing. I just hear it. <laughs> I see only the void I'm just and a money. Boring person. <laughs> I hear no narration and I see no colours and I mainly see money. No, that's not true. <laughs> I'll do anything for fifty quid in a McDonald's, but that's. Oh my point. god, I miss McDonald's. Um, it's so bad, isn't it? Oh. That we love. Yeah, I miss just like yeah, hanging out, doing like a rehearsal with you in the house. 
in the flat and just ordering a massive ton oh, of god Mackie no D's. one puts away Mackie d's like us <laughs> it's not a good company to you know be happy about what was it there was something in my podcast i heard about i think in north america they found fecal matter in every single one of the touchscreens at mcdonald's Oops. and that was with someone wiping it down poops <laughs> well here's the thing every that's time. that sounds more like a human's fault than mcdonald's fault well yes actually that is very fair yeah that is true i'm not defending <laughs> mcdonald's not. though because no, it's probably don't, don't bad stuff you, to put you? inside your body but humans yeah, are awful so cut me some slack <laughs> i want salt they made mcdonald's so who, whose fault is it really i want salt oh as well. we're through the looking glass here so people life Oh, all right. Is there anything else in the topics we need to sort of go through? Uh, Can't think of anything else to to mention vis-a-vis COVID and the industry other than I miss playing. I miss playing too. I miss playing too. At the same time, there was a certain nervousness behind it. Like I think it was earlier this month when I think Jasmine made a post about going mm. back to live music in the middle of September before it was announced, obviously, that that wasn't going to happen. But I think you and I kind of both had a slight anxiety attack mm. about the and fact... I'd, I'd, I'd be surprised if we're the only ones, you know? It, after a long break. Yeah, I'd be surprised, yeah. Especially if, you know, it's, it's hard to have... When you've got virtually no energy or no external um, yeah. factors really going in to give you more energy and more, more things to do per day, it's hard to expend as much as you would when you're out and about gigging and seeing people. But yeah, I, I think for for people, at least at a sort of professional level, there's probably a good deal of, you know, missed practice and nervousness. So when when gigs do come back, it might take a little while to to really get back into the flow of how things did feel especially with the new because if you're gigging all the time you're gonna stay on top of your game and it's like yeah uh, exactly. it's like athletes and stuff having to take a break from that if you're not doing it you're gonna you obviously have to build your strength back up again and i think it was just, just the fact that it had been so long since we've been gigging i know for a fact like our first gig when we come back um my voice is not gonna be where it was like Same. eight months ago because i'm not singing every week for a long period of time i'm still singing teaching which is good because he's been doing like vocal reps up and that kind of thing but i'm not singing for a straight four hours of like yeah like loud singing yeah and it's it is tiresome if you're not used to it it's it's yeah and i think it's the same with your guitar playing as well um you've probably found like a bit of a dip um, and it'll take us a few gigs to get back on top of like where mm. we were. And I think that was where the anxiety sort of came from. We do miss gigging, of course we do. Yeah, of if course. this year had been full of gigs as it was meant to be, then we wouldn't be feeling this way. And it's not a sign of like, oh, I, don't, I never actually liked <laughs> gigging in the first place because I do, mm. and I really miss it. But yeah. it so I think takes us a bit you, of time to get if back If you're listening to it. this and you're in a similar situation, then, mm-hmm. you know... We're right there with you. This isn't just Yay! a just a thing that that you're going through because mm-hmm. it's it's almost like a weird reverse Stockholm syndrome. You know, we've been kept away from it so it long, is, yeah. we're almost unsure about getting close to it again. As as with, I'm sure it'll be like reality. It'll be driving. I think about it too much, and I'm worried about it all the time because I don't do it all the time. If we do it all the time, it'll become natural again. But it's just going to yeah. take a bit of time when we get back to. Get I think to point, I think we'll have that sort of situation physically as well um when we reach a point where it's less paramount to socially distance i wonder if there'll still be quite a few people going around voluntarily with masks because it's not like covid's the only illness you can catch 
Perfect timing. Right. No, Thank cut you. That. <laughs> cut that sneeze. <laughs> yeah, it's COVID. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh no, it came through my headphones. And I'm oh no, it he's got it. Stay inside. We had, it, we had the number down. Better. We had it down loads, and then. And now here we are yeah. at a brand new highest Wave peak. Wave two. All right, I think that's it for episode two. Yeah, we're done. Yeah, we've covered everything we want to talk about. And if you've got any thoughts of any like themes or ideas, if you're listening as well and you made it through to the end, first of all, thank you very much for sticking with us. And if you have any ideas for things we can talk about or things you want to hear get discussed, just let us know and we'll add it to the pile of ideas we have. You can get us on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. I'm Jack Hinks, at Jack Hinks Music. And Fiona, your tags are... Fiona Liddell Music and Leona Fidel on Instagram. So Fiona Liddell Music Finster. is on Facebook and Leona Fidel is on, <laughs> is on Instagram. <laughs> um, and yeah, again, the song at the beginning was Screen Time from my album Lockdown Session. See, I've got an album in Jackassin. Um, and you're going to hear that in the outro as well. So if you want to, if you like what you hear, go check it out on Spotify and check out Jack's up on Spotify as well. Because oh, I'm also on that. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. We'll try better next time. <laughs> <laughs>